Good morning and good Chodesh, Chodesh Tov. Mishinich Nesadamar ben Besimcha. It's not just any ordinary month. It is the month in which we enter the month. The month enters us. And we're filled with a sense of Simcha, of joy. I want to thank our generous sponsors this morning. Our Muna series is always sponsored by Avi and Bella Morgan, Dr. Avi and Bella Morgan, in memory of Rabbi Dr. Brian Galbett, in memory of Bella's mother, Dr. Ellen Shans. are also sponsored this morning by Esti and Mike Lupin, Le'iloi Nishmas, in memory of Esther Tehillabas, Rav Gavriel Pinchas, in memory of Esti Maskowitz. I want to begin by sharing a couple quick emails and Muna stories, keep them coming. I love the feedback and the messages. Not just it's entertaining or interesting, but it's inspiring and we see one another, it's mechazik, each other, to apply and to put the emuna, emuna principles into practice. They're not theoretical, they're not abstract, but they're meant to inform and inspire our lives, our daily living, and get us through whatever, uh, whatever's going on, big or small, major or minor, whatever it is that we need, to, uh, we need to work on. So this, first of all, last week we spoke about the notion of whatever we're listening to or speaking about or watching while we're cooking goes as one of the ingredients into the food that we're eating. Hi, Rabbi Gober, Chodesh Tov. I want to thank you for inspiring Shirim. You put out another time to give up, blah, blah, blah. Most Thursday nights while I'm cooking for Shabbos, I play your Pasha perspectives. I try to play your Amunah Shir while cooking dinner another night during the week. Tonight, I literally laughed out loud while listening to Amuna, living with Amuna number 259, what gives you chiyas and cooking meatballs. You mentioned the idea that food metaphysically takes in all the kavanas while we have all making it. There were examples about listening to not good things while cooking and giving bad koach to the food. I started laughing because Baruch Hashem, in my case, is the opposite. My Shabbos food is usually infused with your Parsha and my dinner with the Amuna. This is why the Shabbos food always comes out well. So I'm, I'm grateful that I can take responsibility and credit for the good recipes and the good food that are coming out. Sometimes I have to pause my cooking to take notes. It's an even greater flavor enhancer. Just wanted to share that with the Rav. But I really wanted to share with you because I, I love this email. And this email comes from our series sponsor. This comes from Avi Morgan. We go back over well, as you know, my wife and I are regular listeners. If you have a minute, 10 minutes, and Parsha, blah, 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 blah. When I part, they don't write blah, 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 blah. That's just... <laughs> My getting uncomfortable when people write nice things. What I particularly appreciate in your shirim is the moon enhancing strategies I can implement immediately. In particular, I want to thank you for the suggestion to start a family WhatsApp Hashkacha Pratis group. You remember when ad nauseum, every week, every month we would talk about, ours is still active, just yesterday, several posts. Each family should have a Hashkacha Pratis WhatsApp group. You could write, you could record voice notes. When something happens in your life that's not coincidental, it's not random, it's not chance, and there's meaning or purpose to it, and you want to acknowledge Hashem in it. And that reinforces for one another, reinforces mostly and most importantly for ourselves. That we don't just talk about Hashem at the living with Amunah. We don't leave Hashem in the shul of the base Medrash. He comes with us everywhere we go throughout the day. In fact, just yesterday I left a message in our family WhatsApp group. It's very important. Hashkach Prata's stories are not always the positive. Then this worked out and you won't believe why I ran into it. You don't believe how that opened up for me. You don't believe I got the jaw. You won't believe. Amazing. Hashem is amazing. Thank you, Hashem. But everything is hashkacha, even when it doesn't work out. So we were on this uh, two and a half day men's mavakshim fly into New York, which was outrageous, outstanding, incredible. I can't wait to share so many of the ideas that we heard from great, great people that we spent time with. And I was trying to update my status on WhatsApp throughout to share the inspiration with the people that we met with. And it wasn't easy, painstakingly, each time I would write who they were and where the Rosh Hashiva and post some pictures and a video. And I had my status was from Sunday evening when it began through yesterday afternoon when it was going on. And then when someone said, hey, how come you're not writing, putting anything in your status? I said, what do you mean? I haven't stopped posting. And then I checked my status to find it was set to private. So I was doing all that work 
for absolutely nobody at all in the whole world. So that was aggravating. It was frustrating. And then I remember this amazing shir I go to on Wednesday mornings. And I said, okay, it wasn't meant to get shared over that time in that way. So it was just the way it was meant to be. And then I got aggravated and frustrated. And then I reminded myself it's the way it's supposed to be. So then I left a message in our family WhatsApp, Hashkacha Pratis group, because I said, isn't Hashem amazing? Hashkacha Pratis, it was set to private. I don't know who changed it, how it got changed, why that happened, but it too is Hashkacha Pratis. It's not only Hashkacha Pratis. When you made the flight, when you got the seat, when things worked out, when the parking spot opened up, you don't just leave the message, you don't just record the voice note. When everything worked out and it's perfect and it's amazing, you see the hand of Hashem. And, and this should be the worst thing that ever happens to me in my life, that it was set to private and I wasted a lot of time and energy. Halavai, that should be the worst thing that happens in my day, let alone in my, in my life. It was nothing in the bigger scheme of things, but it's frustrating. But we've got to leave those as messages too. They too are Ashkacha Pratis. But listen to what Avi Morgan writes. He says, start a family WhatsApp Ashkacha Pratis group, which we did about a year ago. A few months after starting it, my son Jeremy, who's learning at Yeshiva Rakotel, initiated a WhatsApp Hashkacha Pratis group with his friends called Tales of Faith. The group has, Baruch Hashem, been very successful with over 860 participants. Numerous daily stories being shared from around the world on people's experience of seeing Yad Hashem in their lives. On behalf of the nearly 900 people who are the beneficiaries of the suggestion, thank you for enhancing our mindfulness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in our life. P.S. Feel free to read this at the Amuna Shir. So, if you haven't yet started it, You've got to start it because Hashem is all around us and He's talking to us every day and He's talking to us throughout the day. And sometimes He's talking to us through the amazing things that work out and that work out well, that work out perfectly. And sometimes He's talking to us through the things that we're not meant to be. We're not meant to be achieved or shared. We're not meant to continue. It's painful. But yet it too, He is speaking. And the question is whether we are listening. Today's Rosh Chodesh Adar. The Mishnah Shkalem tells us that Be'echad Ba'adar Mashmi'en Ala Shkalem the first of the month of Adar, they would make an announcement. Mashmi, and they would declare, they would pronounce, they'd make an announcement that everyone has to give the machetz a shekel. They would collect the half shekel from each person. We read last Shabbos, Parsha Shkolem, preceding this week, the first of Adar, because the practice took place on the first of Adar. They would announce, everybody give your half shekel, and these were the funds that went to the communal sacrifices. This is what supported the operation of the Mishkan and of the Beis HaMikdash. But that language, Mashmi'in, Mashmian, make it be heard that it's time to give the half shekel. Just sort of a funny way to make the announcement. Mashmian should be, make an announcement. Machrizen, make an announcement. Pronounce, send out a mass email, mass text, take out a billboard. Announce, announce. What do you mean mashmian? So the basis of the Israel, Rebbe writes, Halashan mashmian di'isa avartam nasu avizirim benishma. Yazeh ba'inyin mashmian sheish b'koch adam l'shmoa. Hacharashim sham'u. After Nasa comes Nishma. So yes, we were credited with 600,000 crowns for putting Nasa before Nishma, but don't forget, after the Nashma, after the pledge and the promise that we're ready to do, you gotta listen. You gotta become a listener. You have to learn how to listen, how to plumb the depths, how to analyze and evaluate, how to see the panemius, how to see the depths of what is happening. There's something so much deeper. And this is the month, the month of Adar is the month of Mashmian of listening, listening carefully. Listen to Hashem, He's all around us. Look and listen and alert and arouse all the five senses. Because when we do, then we don't have to remember, oh yeah, there's Hashem, I forgot. But He's all around us, He's talking to us. And He's revealing Himself to us. And that is the mission of Adar, Alav Dar, the Alufiz Dar, 
God is more present, He's more dwelling, He's more intensely revealed, He's more intensely felt. We have to be listening. Mashmi'in ala shkolem, v'yala kalayim. Are we mashmi'im, are we shomim, are we listening to Hashem, to Hashem all around us? And the way that we eliminate Him is the koach hashmi'ah, the way we eliminate Amalek. He goes on and on about this idea, but that is the month of, of Adar. That is what we're getting busy, what we're working on this month. Mishenichnas Adar. Don't just enter the calendar. Mishenichnas Adar, let Adar enter you. Aluf Dar. And then Marbin Basimcha. You want Simcha, you want joy in life? You want to not get frustrated or fly off the handle when your settings were set to private? Or when you missed a flight or didn't get the parking spot or someone disappointed you or something aggravated you? How do you maintain and preserve your sense of Simcha? Nonetheless, Mishenichnas Adar. Not just when you enter the calendar, but when Adar enters us. When we make that effort to see, to find, to talk to, to feel, to hear Hashem in our lives, Megillah Esther, Megillah the Nistar, we reveal the hiddenness. We are in Tiva Emuna, Heliger of Gamila Rabinovich, wonderful Sefer on Emuna. We're on page Ayin Hey, the mitzvah of Hashem, the mitzvah of loving Hashem, and anyone else wants source sheets, they're up here, and how we see that through Shema. Issa Gemara, the Gemara Barachos tells us, Kol Akar Kriya Shema Belot Tefillin, Kilomayer Eid Sheker Baatzmo person who reads and declares Shema without wearing tefillin, they have offered false testimony. Why? Because it says in Shema, By the way, we made new cups. Poured your cup of coffee. Caffeinate with Kavana. We made better quality, higher quality cups with an insulated sleeve. The same message on both sides. Caffeinate with Kavana. Shakol niyeh bedvarao. You get them if you come to the Amunashir, you can't get it on YouTube, but if you come live in person in the back, I won't look if you want to take an extra one home with you to have a coffee tomorrow. But caffeinate with Kavana. Hashem, Mashmir, are you listening? Hashem is in the cup of coffee. It's unbelievable. He's inside the cup of coffee. Coffee is the second biggest commodity that's traded in the world. You know what the first is? Oil. And afterwards, coffee. The world runs on coffee. I don't know which flavor, which brand. I'm not going to endorse any particular company. But the, if you haven't slept much, if you've been traveling a lot, if you've been pushing yourself, Hashem is mamish, is in the coffee. Caffeinate, but don't just caffeinate because you're trying to get your day started. Caffeinate with kavana is mashmi. And listen, listen, in the, ooh, the taste, in the smell, in the, in the, uh, Alertness and the, and the little impact that you get afterwards, mamash with kavana. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam shako niyabidvaro. So call a kori kriyashma botfilin, kilomayed eid shaker baatzmo. Because it says, Ukshartim will say, Adecha ilatotavas beninecha. One is supposed to wrap the tefillin on them. By the way, the tefillin correspond with Nasa Nishma. The arm is Nasa, it's the place of action. And the head is the place of Nishma. It's the place of listening and processing and learning and believing. So nasa v'nishma, when a man puts on tefillin every day, nasa v'nishma. Why don't women wear tefillin? It's a subject for another time. Rabbi Arya Kaplan writes in his book on tefillin that men need that external physical stimulus, that reminder to find that connection. Women have an internal. The arm tefillin are symbolic of the umbilical cord that connect us to the makar, to the core. Women... Those who long to and want to should be blessed with healthy, beautiful children. But women whose very body, whose very anatomy carries the tefillin inside. They don't need the tefillin externally imposed on them to achieve these values, these, 
these messages, but more internally, more instinctively, the umbilical cord connecting to the makor, to the placenta, to the source of life, it's, uh, it's more internal to them. So here we recite this pasuk, whether you're reciting it because you do it or you're reciting it because we believe in it and subscribe to it. But a man who says Shema without wearing tefillin is a liar, is a liar. He's not wearing the tefillin. Mishnabura wonders. Here the Gemara concludes that if you say Shema without wearing tefillin, page I and A, 75. If you say Shema without wearing tefillin, you're a liar. Midvar Sheker Tirchak. We read in last week's parsha. Midvar Sheker Tirchak. It's not enough to, you have to speak the truth. You have to get away from falsehood. Stay away from lies. The Rebbe Reb Zusha says something so holy. The Rebbe Reb Zusha says, Midvar Sheker, when you're connected to lies, to deception, to distortions of truth, Midvar Sheker, when you're comfortable bending the truth and lying and exaggerating, Tirchak, then you're far away from Hashem. Not Midvar Sheker, Tirchak, stay far away from Sheker, but Midvar Sheker, from something of Sheker. If you're connected or attached to lies, deception, to dishonesty, to a lack of integrity, the result of living such a life, tirchak, you'll be far away from Hashem. Midvar sheker. You give away your olam haba. It's worth it for that, to give away your olam haba. Because you didn't declare it as, you declared something a business expense that wasn't. Because you paid in cash, you were trying to avoid the taxes. That's worth your olam haba. I don't remember which year I told the story recently about a certain vendor we did business with who said, don't forget to bring the cash to the simcha. I said, why? So to save on the taxes. I said, well, why would I do that? Dina de Malchus Adina. Because Baruch says you can't cheat and lie and steal. It's a very religious neighborhood. You're a very religious person. Why, why would we do that? And is that worth Olam Haba? Whatever you're going to save. If it were a billion dollars, maybe. <laughs> Whatever you're going to save, is that worth your Olam Haba? Midvar Sheker, is it worth your integrity? The signature of Hashem. You know how he signs his name? Emes. That's the signature. He signs his name, the Gemara Sech, Hazal say, Chosama Shalakadosh Baruch Hu, Emes. The sign, the signature of Hashem is truth, integrity, honesty. It's a lonely word. And when people lie and they deceive and they bend the truth and they manipulate and they lack integrity, some of it sort of innocuous and innocent and benign. People exaggerate a story. People exaggerate what time they're going to be there. People exaggerate... I love when people come to me and they say, you know, Rabbi, people are saying X. So I've learned to say, how many people? <laughs> it's not that many, it's just I wanted a few. So how, so how many? Five, six? Without, I'd love to talk to them. Okay, it's just me. <laughs> this is how I feel, you know? Midvar Sheker. It's a Sheker. It's a Sheker. If you say I'm on my home and you're sitting behind your desk, if you say I'll be there in two minutes and you're 20 minutes away, it's a Sheker. Midvar Sheker. You exaggerate the story because it makes you feel better. Midvar Shaker. If you say it's a business expense when it was a personal expense. If you pay in cash to avoid the taxes. You cheat is Shaker. Midvar Shaker. It's not just Midvar Shaker, Tirchak. Stay far away from Shaker. The Rebbe Rebzusha says, Midvar Shaker, Tirchak. So you go to the Amunashir and you daven and you shuckle and you say the Tehillim and you repeat the Makhtaris from a cloth and you say Parshaman every day and you want to get close to Akarish Baruchu and yet you exaggerate and you lie and you cheat and you're dishonest, and you have no integrity, and your word is not your bond when you make a deal. Midvar Sheker, I don't care how many Tehillim, I don't care how much shuckling, I don't care how much davening. Tirchak, 
You're going to be far away from Hashem. He's allergic. Kodesh Baruch Hu is allergic. Tirchak. He can't be connected because his, his chosam, his signature, his seal is MS. He is the source of true. Midvar Sheker Tirchak. So a yid's going to say, Shema, Ukshartim Losa Yadecha. And he's not wearing tefillin? Can't be. Can't be. So the Gemara already says in Brachos Yadalad that Ukshartim Losa, you have to wear tefillin, and you're not wearing tefillin. So it can't be. Taisus Mishnabura there discuss, but there's another problem. If it can't be, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me, thank you. God should bless all of you too. Mashmid, <laughs> Hashem is found in a sneeze. A sneeze is a dangerous moment. Even in science, medicine sees a sneeze. You could, your, your, your internal organs could explode when you sneeze. The most dangerous thing while you're driving is to sneeze. Because when you sneeze, your eyes close. So your, your reaction time, it's the, every time you sneeze in a car, you should bench Gomal afterwards. It's a miracle. Do you see Hashem? Do you feel Hashem? Hashem is unbelievable. He's all around us. Mashmiim. One of the whole, I, I know I'm all over the place today, but just come on this journey with me. It's just, it is the way it is. There hasn't been a lot of sleep lately. It just is the way it is. So you could come with me. You could get lost. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. So one of the people we met with in Lakewood was Rav Simcha Bunim Kohn. You know, all the art scroll books, he really, really was the beginning of the genre, towards the beginning of the genre. But Rav Simcha Bunim Kohn, the art scroll, Radiance of Shabbos, Shabbos Kitchen, Yantif Kitchen, all, he wrote all these books. Muktza, Raising Children, all these books. So I thought we were going to meet with him and it was going to be this hardcore, like halacha and shilas and details and minutia. But instead, all he wanted to talk about was how amazing Hashem is. His wife's a granddaughter of Rav Avigdor Miller, and he was just telling stories of Rav Avigdor Miller. And he, he like, like, he asked, does anyone here know how many teeth they have in their mouth? Do you thank Hashem every day for your teeth? Thank Hashem for your teeth. He's talking about Rav Avigdor Miller was 92, he still had all his teeth. The doctor didn't understand, how can you still have all your teeth? He was in the hospital, and they said he brought a little bowl of water at night to put your teeth in. He said, how? They're all attached to my mouth. <laughs> so the, the nurse said, you're 92, how is that possible? No 92-year-old has all their teeth. He said, every single day, I looked in the mirror, I counted my teeth, and I thanked Hashem for my teeth. Every day I chewed, I, thought I was grateful for the teeth. So then he looked at us and said, anyone here even know how many teeth you have in your mouth? How many teeth do you have? How many teeth do you had? And the next morning, Rabbi Brody said, he tried to count his teeth last day, he couldn't, he needs to go to the dentist to figure out how many teeth there are. So you gotta look at Hashem as ever, Mashmian, are you listening? Every time you chew, and you were able to chew, and you had your own teeth to chew, did you hear Hashem and say, wow, thank you, Hashem. It's unbelievable. Thank you, Hashem. It's incredible. It's incredible. Anyway, so how could it be? The Gemara wonders, you're not allowed to say Shema without tefillin because you're a liar. You're not wearing tefillin and it says you wear tefillin. You know what else it says? You have to love Hashem, your God. How could you say this paragraph if you don't love Hashem? Just like the Gemara says, you can't say Shema without tefillin. We go to the ends of the earth to wear tefillin before we put on Shema. When Chabad stops somebody, we met with David Lichtenstein, the halachic headlines. So he was talking about the Aleph Institute, how amazing the Aleph Institute is, Rabbi Lipsker, Rabbi Biyaski, Rabbi Biyaski came to meet with him. And Rabbi David Lichtenstein is a very busy man, very successful man, very accomplished man, very influential man. He runs on a very, very tight schedule. So Aleph, Rabbi Biyaski asked if he could come to his house to meet with him. He's looking at the clock. It's late and it's late and where is he and why is he late and he's got to go and what's the story with this meeting? 
So he goes to look outside, maybe he's coming, and he looks out the window and he sees the rabbi's putting tefillin on his gardener. <laughs> Unbelievable. So you put tefillin on. So every time Chabad puts tefillin on somebody, what do they have the person say? Shema. It's a big Indian. It's a big idea that you say Shema. Shema is the tefillin. You can't, put, you can't say Shema without wearing tefillin. Why? Because you look like a liar. And midvar sheker tirchak. So wonders the Mishnah Bura. So how can you say Shema if you don't love Hashem? Because Shema also says, You have to love Hashem, your God. Isn't it edus sheker? You're talking all about Hashem, and I love you, but do you love him? Don't just say you love him, do you love him? And how are we meant to love him? We're supposed to love him with all of our hearts. Not all of our heart, all of our hearts. In the plural. I mean like Yiddish, like Hatzig. All of our hearts. How many hearts does a person have? There are four chambers in the heart, but one heart. So how do we love Hashem with two hearts? So the Mishnah wonders that. Bechol levavcha. It should say bechol libecha. Bechol libecha means with your heart. Your one heart. What is bechol levavcha? Your two hearts. How many hearts do we have? So the Mishnah says, b'shnei yitzirecha. With both your yitzahara and your yitzahatov. We direct both our good inclination. That's easier. Our positive and our good inclination towards the service of Hashem but also our Yetzahara. Whatever we have a Yetzahara for, we can rechannel it and redirect it towards Hashem. Whatever the Yetzahara drives us, whatever that appetite, that insatiable appetite, is it for money? Is it for licentiousness and promiscuity? Is it for gossip? Is it jealousy, anger? Is it passion flying off the handle? Whatever our struggle, our Yetzahara, that Yetzahara can be channeled and directed, that energy towards Hashem. So we have to love Hashem. We have to love Hashem. We have to be willing to be Moser Nefesh. What are we willing to give up? What are we willing to sacrifice? What are we willing to sacrifice? Throughout our history, there are people who died al Kiddush Hashem. They're willing to give up their lives to die as a Jew. What are we willing to give up? Our favorite restaurant, a little sleep, our Saturday, the juicy Lashon Hara, what are we willing to give up? What are we willing to be most inefficient? Mishnah said, is all of our resources. Ma'od. Whatever we want more and more and more of, are we willing to take the very thing that we want more and more and more of, the, that which we want to accumulate and amass, the thing we want, ma'od, 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 b'chol ma'odecha. Take it and give it and turn it to Hashem. Says Rav Gamliel, does a person ever stop and think, what am I saying here? We just, in the morning and at night, and in bed, we just mutter and we swallow Shema. We spend time with Rav Reisman, Rosh Shivator Vadas. He taught us, I won't take the time now to tell you, but the rules of grammar. It's not via hafta. It's via hafta. And there's two different meanings to the word if you say via hafta versus via hafta. Mila'el, mila'ra. Via hafta is past tense, but it's via hafta, it's future tense. We're being commanded, love Hashem. So the way we pronounce it changes the meaning of the word. There are five examples of Shema via hafta, via hafta, dibarta. So via hafta. So it's via hafta. Do we know what we're saying? 
Do we even know what we're saying? Or we just swallow it, we mutter it, we fly through it, put a check mark next to it, said Shema, shine, good, move on. Do we know what we're saying? If we don't know what we're saying, we don't believe what we're saying, we're not practicing what we're saying. It's Eidu Sheker, a bunch of liars. Bunch of liars. Just like you can't say Shema without Tefillin because Eidu Sheker, you're lying. How can you say V'yahat Hashem Lekecha? And we don't love him. As much as we make an effort to order matzah, to sit in a sukkah, to shake a lulav, to hear the shofar, to light the Shabbos candles, there's a mitzvah to love Hashem. It's no less important or significant or important. So how could we say it and not believe it and not practice it? If you have to, to love Hashem, saying it's the easy part. Don't just say it. You have to do it. To do it. It's easy to say it. It's easy to say it. I've told you the story a million times, one of my favorite stories. Ravavi tells. He was flying back in, called his son, I need a ride from the airport. You know the story. He says, I'm flying in, I'm landing at this time. It was before Uber and Lyft and uh, any of the easy ways to get around. Son says, Abba, I love you so much, but unfortunately I'm busy that I can't pick you up. He said, listen, I tried everyone else. Your mother's busy. I've put her in a place I need to be. I really need you to pick me up at the airport. Abba, I love you like no son's ever loved a father. My love for you runs so deep. If I told you how much I love you, I wish I could, I just, I can't. He said, right, I hear her, I hear her, but I just, I need you to pick me up. So rearrange your schedule, do what you gotta do, but I need you. He said, Abba, I, I can't even put into words how much I love you. I, I, I love you, I respect you, I love you so, so much. I, I just, I can't. So he said to his son, do me a favor. Love me less and pick me up at the airport. So the Rebona Shalom regularly says to us, the Rebona Shalom, it's such a powerful story because to say I love you is easy. There are, there are beautiful people who don't say it unless they mean it. We should really mean it because we've totally destroyed this word because we use the same word to describe our, our favorite food and our favorite song and our favorite place to visit and our favorite Parsha and our favorite people, right? So a song comes on, oh, I love Shwek, I love Simchal, I love, no, you don't. My kids know, since they're little, every time they say they love, I love Cheez-Its. No, you don't, you like it, you love me. Because if we use that same word for everything, what have we done to that word? We, we're done, we depleted our vocabulary, we have no word left to use for the people that we really love, like Hashem. So we shouldn't use the word unless we mean it, unless we feel it, unless it's real. And when we use it, we should not just say it, but we should practice it. Because love is not an adjective. Love is a verb. Love is a verb. Love me less and pick me up at the airport. So we say, Every morning and every night, we fulfill this biblical commandment to say that we love Hashem, to mention it every morning and every evening. And Hashem says, do me a favor, love me less and pick me up at the airport. Love me less, don't say you love me, show me, practice. Love my other children, love me, talk to me, give time, make time for me. So how can we say it? We don't mean it. On the other hand, Hashem loves us. He loves us explicitly. He loves us immensely. Without any doubt. 
avas olam ahavtanu. In the paragraph that precedes Shema, we say, Hashem, a great love, you have loved us. Habocher be'amo Yisrael, what's the very bracha that we make before we say Shema? Habocher be'amo Yisrael, who chooses the Jewish people, how? Be'ahava. In Marav, avas olam be'Yisrael avta, amcha avta. Oheva amo Yisrael. In countless other places in Tanakh and through our liturgy, through our davening, Hashem says, I love you. Are we listening? Do we hear it? Do we feel His embrace? He's telling us constantly, Mashmin, and we just have to turn ourselves into people who hear it. Other religions stole this from us. It's a terrible thing. There are Jews who actually believe you're not supposed to believe Hashem loves us. He doesn't have feelings. He doesn't have emotions. He's infinite, omnipotent, and he doesn't. Those are true. We can't relate or understand. He doesn't have those feelings, but we're meant to relate to him as if he does, because in our love language, whatever it is, there's a love language. So the language we use for Hashem is the language of love. You know which love language Hashem speaks? All of them and more. To each of us, he directs the love language we need to hear him. To each of us, he directs the love language that we need to hear. Rabbi Denevshevsky, who was just here recently, wrote a new book. I forgot what it's called. He gave it to me. I was reading it. It's excellent. He talks about this. He has a whole chapter on Chapman's love languages and the application of Chapman's love languages in the mitzvah of loving Hashem and feeling Hashem's love to us. How do we channel and use our love languages towards Him? How do we hear and feel Him speaking our love language towards us? If you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't speak this language, you should learn it. Chapman's love language, you can't have a relationship if you don't understand the notion of the five love languages. Because then you're, you're, you're married to someone and you're talking to, one's talking French, one's talking Italian, one's talking Spanish, Hebrew, Japanese, Yiddish. And yeah, you know, love conquers all and things is the universal language of love. That gets you so far. You need to learn each other's language. Not only in the human relationships, but our relationship with the Ribbon Shalom with Hashem. Maybe I'll share more of this next time we're together. I'll invoke his book. Ahavta, Ahavta, Ahavta. There it's Ahavta, because it's past tense. You chose us from all among the nations. Ahavta, it's Shavuos. You loved us. Countless psukim, countless brachas, countless davening over and over and over again. Hashem doesn't just say, love me. He says, reciprocate the love I have for you. Zohar says, If the people only knew how great Hashem's love is for the Jewish people, we would run and pursue and chase like crazy people to be able to feel it. If we only knew that we could tap into, that we could access, that we could feel, that we could connect with. And who doesn't need it? Who doesn't need it? We desperately need it. We definitely need to hear it. Mashmian, we need to say it. That's the month of Adar. We open the Megillah. And Mordechai tells Esther, feel Hashem's love. And we read the story and we realize he's behind the curtain. He's pulling the strings. He's making it all happen. We have to submit and surrender to him, Mashmian. If we just listen, we'll see him, we'll feel him, we'll find him. Mishenichnas Adar, don't just enter the month, let the month enter us. Because when we do Marbin Besimcha, life is so much more pleasant and enjoyable and happy. And, and it's an adventure. And you never know what's next. 
But Mishanichnas Alavdar, when you enter a state that Hashem, the Aluf, the one, Dar, he lives with us, then Marba Mesimcha, whatever is meant to be. Ha! Isn't that funny? The status was on private. Ha! Missed the flight. Ah, that didn't work out. I'm not talking about profound loss, unbearably painful loss. I'm not talking about moments like that. I'm talking about our everyday. Mishanichnas Adam, Mashmin, Be'echad Bada. Today, Rosh Chodesh, Mashmin al Ashkolam. It's time. Shkolem also means the weights, the measures. It's time to take stock, to take measure. The scales of life, what matters, what's important, what's unimportant, and what doesn't matter. Are we listening? Do we hear? To know that we love Him and that He loves us. I'll end with this for today. Oh, we're up to a Heilig of Hashem. Rav Weinberger tells a story about a young man who, um, who was the best in his yeshiva. The top guy, the mitzuyanim. Right, if he were marriageable age, the in-laws would have to pay for all the support because he was one of the mitzuyanim. Top guy in learning. Top guy, top guy in the shir, top guy in the besmedrash, top guy. And all of a sudden, his father saw that he was slipping. Slipping. He wasn't asking Shaila kashas in shir. He wasn't going to shir. Stopped going to shir. Wasn't in the besmedrash, the yeshiva as much. Stopped going to the besmedrash altogether. Was pulling back from keeping Torah and mitzvahs, observance. Less and less and less and less. Father's mother, broken heart. They don't know what to do. They're trying to intervene. They're trying to maintain the inspiration. They don't know what to do. They're seeing him slip, slip further and further and further. And the father went on his phone to see what he's watching, listening. Maybe it gives some insight, glimpse into what's going on over here. And he sees he's listening to galachim, to pastors and priests, to podcasts of non-Jews. And he can't believe what he sees. His heart breaks and he confronts his son. And he says... It's bad enough, you're not going to shear. Bad enough, you've dropped out of yeshiva. Bad enough, you're no longer keeping Torah and mitzvahs. How could you? What are you listening to? What are you watching? How are you turning to other religions? How could you be? And his son, through his tears, says to his father, he says, you know, all that Torah, all those rebellion, all those years in yeshiva, all that intensity, all that accomplishment I had in learning, he said, in one podcast of them, I heard something I never heard in all my years. They talk over and over about God loves you. I need to know and I need to feel and I need to hear that God loves me. And I was never told it and I never heard it. And it was never said. How tragic. By Yenem, by the others, by Galachim. They took it, they stole it from us. Last time I wrote about this, I got a bunch of emails arguing. There are people who think, Khalila, how could you say such a... I don't know, you don't have it? You don't say, Ava Solom Haftanu? You don't say, Abba Cherba Mo Yisrael Biava? You don't say, Ava Solom Mo Yisrael Amcha Hafta? Oheva Mo Yisrael? You don't say, Ahafti Eschem Amar Hashem Malachi? You don't say, Atav Achartanu Mikol Amem Ahafta Osanu? We don't say these words. All we do is talk about Hashem loves us. So we say, Viahafta, I'm working on it. Rev Reisman, I'm working on it. Viahafta, Sashem Lakacha, Bechol Avavcha. We invoke and we remember, we have a mitzvah, we have to remember, we have to love Hashem. And he loves us. He says, love me less and pick me up at the airport. And we say to Hashem, love me more. Speak my love language. I need to feel your embrace. Every morning when I put on my talus, I shouldn't say every morning, I try to remember every morning. Put on the talus, it's a hug from Hashem. Who doesn't need a hug? A hug, just wrapped in the arms of Hashem. So whether your love language is physical touch or acts of service or acknowledgement, whatever your love language, Hashem speaks to them all. You have to be listening. Mashmin. 
Today's the day we start listening. Echad ba'adar mashmin al-ashkalam. Take stock, take measure. See the scales of what matters, what doesn't matter, what's important, what's unimportant. And listen. Tune up your antenna. Open your antenna. Nobody knows what's an antenna anymore. There used to be these things, antenna. Antenna, you had to lower it when you went through the car wash so it wouldn't snap off. The antenna. Extend your antenna, if you know what I'm talking about. And take in the signal. And listen. Mashmian. He's talking, he loves us. He loves us. And when you say Shema, just like you can't say Shema without tefillin because you're Eid Sheker, Midvar Sheker, Tirchak, the Rebbe you don't want to be far from Hashem. So just like you have to say, you have to wear tefillin if you're going to say Shema, similarly, you have to love Hashem if you're going to say, V'yahavtar Hashem Alakecha. You can't say, it's Eid Sheker, you're a liar. So before you say Shema every day, next time you're going to say Shema, some haven't davened Shachras yet. When you close your eyes, when you put your hands over your eyes, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, don't just Kabbalah Salmachu Shemayim. Take that deep breath and say, Hashem, I love you. I know you love me and I love you. Feel and identify the last time, the last place you felt his love. Before you say Shema, press play on the last message in your family WhatsApp group, Hashkacha Pratis. And if your family doesn't have one, then join Tales of Faith. There's a link. I'll post it in our group. Join the 900 people in Tales of Faith who are sharing stories with one another every day of feeling Hashem in your life because you don't have enough WhatsApp groups in your life. It should be a kapara. But Tales of Faith, join this one. Start your own. And every day, ki'ilu, literally or figuratively, plus play on a story before you say Shema. Say, Hashem, I feel your love. Tell your own story. Tell your own story. Write down a story so that before you say your next Shema, you remember the last time you felt his love, his hug. And when you remember that now, when you say, you say it properly, you won't be made as a sheker. You're not saying something untrue. You're saying something that's true from the bottom of our hearts. Wishing everyone a good chaydish. Stay happy, stay holy, stay healthy. Should be a happy month filled with bracha and simcha and nechama and only the best of everything. Parsha Shir right now. We didn't have it yesterday, but we're doing it at 9.30. If you don't have the link, join. It's on the YouTube channel. And tonight we're going behind the beam of Bernie Marcus, the founder of Home Depot.